0: Discussing pop culture highlights from history for the months of September and October, we're cramming in September, and October. Uh, we're recording this the day before Halloween, it's kind of spooky, and I don't have a lot for the beginning of September. I found a few, I found a
1: couple things. Okay. You, you looked like there was a little bit of a gap. I've, for September 1st, I saw um, 1939, Scoop of the Century, Telegraph journalist Claire Hollingworth becomes the first to report the outbreak of World War II. Did you ever hear about her? oh yeah i never heard of her
0: is she the one that saw the tanks lined up
1: yeah yeah yeah. so yeah so it was this is from the new york times because they had a whole bunch she died in um 2017 at like 105 but all her obituaries touched on this so she was like less than a week into her first job as a reporter for um the daily telegraph she was driving alone in germany on this road going into poland and it was like a 20 mile distance. And she saw like these tarps all set up, like blocking this valley and wind blew up. Um, it was on the German side and wind blew up and she saw the troops and the tanks and the guns and all that stuff.
0: She's like, so oh, she,
1: yeah. So she knew that there was some kind of major military, you know, something was happening. So when she got to Poland, she called her editor and it was like a world exclusive. Um, and the article was published the next day, August 28th. It was considered the greatest scoop of modern times
0: wow yeah
1: it's crazy and then I mean, uh, there
0: was already like tension right but they didn't yeah. know that yeah
1: yeah and she worked for like four decades as you know different different uh publications and everything and ended up dying at the ripe old age of 105 nice in 2017 but
0: i never heard of her no yeah i think i only reason i know that is that i think either i think it was last year i think i saw her and and thought about putting it in
1: yeah I can imagine your first week on the job and seeing that. Yeah. Talk about your asshole puckering, seeing all those.
0: Yeah. Uh
1: oh. On this road. Shit. i be yeah. getting a pole. Yeah, I thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah, that is interesting.
1: And then I'm pretty sure last year we talked about rear window, right? Yes. Yeah, because that was um in '54.
0: And we both love that. It's our, our favorite um, Hitchcock, right?
1: And then you didn't have anything for September 2nd, right? Nope randomly i saw in 1986 was when kathy evelyn smith was sentenced to three years for the death of john belushi yeah i saw that too um i i had never heard of that st- that story i knew that someone i never realized her name but i knew that there was a someone had injected him like so they were like so she, she was his dealer of, right she she was like part of like his like inner crowd that like hung out oh. and she party with him i think she was like a backup singer or something But he died on March 5th, 1982, of an accidental overdose from a speedball, which is heroin and cocaine. And then she admitted to injecting the drugs and then left him.
0: So she was the one who gave him the deadly injection. Wow. Yep. So she was arrested
1: for second degree murder. I think it went down to like manslaughter.
0: I don't know how I feel about that because, I mean, well, I mean, obviously she shouldn't have done that. But I mean, I'm sure he was asking for it, right?
1: Yeah. But I guess because she's the one who actually did it. Yeah. I mean, drug dealers, you're getting sentenced now. That's right. For for, you know, especially with fentanyl and all that stuff, you know, drug dealers are getting, So she was just, she was partying with him. She just uh, was the one who actually shot him up.
0: Wow. And he died. I always think it's weird that he died of the same like drug cocktail that killed Chris Farley. I know. I know. So sad. Really sad. Chris Farley was left alone to die too by, he was like, had hired a sex worker. He said he supposedly he asked for help and she was like too scared. She like booked it. I don't know why you can't just call nine one one and then book it, but whatever. I know. That's really sad.
1: It's really depressing. Yeah, I never I I never, you know, I knew that there was a I knew there was a woman who got in trouble for it, but I never knew like knew her name or the you know how much she was sentenced or anything. Or if she was sentenced. But. Yeah,
0: did she go to prison?
1: Fifteen months prison sentence. Oh okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. I only have September fifth.
1: I have this one was could this one could have been a deep dive, but but in September third it was um Oh, don't even go into it. You don't have to talk about it. It's just what Nazis. Is,
0: Now I'm curious. Just, <laughs> it's just, just Nazis. Nazis. Did you ever hear of the Mitford sisters? Yes. I heard, and I Diana read about that too, and I almost put that on here. Diana and the weirdo and, shot herself. Yes. Oh, fucking and weirdo. Then, so there were these two
1: Nazi sympathizers, like fascist supporters, Diana and Unity. But it's Unity's the one who ended up being coming like part of Hitler's like entourage.
0: Yeah, she may have been like having sex with him.
1: Yeah. Like, like she, she moved
0: to Berlin. What
1: was her? She was a British socialite. And then she ended up becoming like obsessed with him, like totally fixated on him, like thought he was like the greatest thing that ever happened.
0: She publicly stated that she hated the Jewish people. She was awful. Oh, I mean, yeah. She was awful, the, awful, yeah. Awful, awful, awful person. So she
1: was yeah, she was a supporter of Nazi uh, Nazism, fascism, anti-Semitism.
0: She had a they had a they had like there were like five Mitford sisters and, and two of them were like communists. Like, they just were all over the map politically. Uh, It's a very strange family.
1: But, yeah, so she was one of his groupies. And then after World War II was declared, and she had told her sister Diana that if the war, like, so they knew that the war was probably brewing. Right. she told her sister, if war breaks out, I'm killing myself because I can't watch these two countries that I love, Britain and Germany, tear themselves apart. Right. So war is declared. She shoots herself, but only like really traumatizes like it's a trauma, like traumatic brain injury. She doesn't kill herself. Right. So this bullet is lodged in her brain. Hitler ends up paying for her medical bills while she's in Germany. And then he gets her sent to England. He gets her transported to England. And she so that was in 1939. And then she ends up dying in 1948. She lived that long and she ended up getting like um, what did she get? I want to say
0: meningitis. Yeah, I think you're right. Yes, I think it was meningitis, meningitis, some kind of infection connected of somehow bully. connected to the bullet. Yeah, yeah, and then and she, she ended up like I remember saying like she was young when she shot herself. She was in her twenties, and then she died mm-hmm. like in her thirties. And um, but there did you see that there's like conspiracy theories that she wasn't that the the coverage of her being like seriously debilitated is some people believe that it was just to protect her. from from being tried as treason for treason that she was actually like quite high functioning and would have guests over and was still like wow had boyfriends and stuff and like didn't get you know didn't get married or anything but like
1: oh that's juicy
0: yeah so there's like there's because you know her father was like titled like they were like high level Mm -hmm. Or aristocracy in, in England so they sound, sound like a bunch of weirdos the whole family sounds like a bunch of weirdos and then the weirdest thing like I coincidence is like this wig me out did you see the city in which she was born the city she was born yeah Unity Mitford that's the Nazi daughter of, right. that we're talking about she was born in Canada when it you know was like more of a colonial you know it's now it's like a commonwealth but when it was like colonial canada her father was stationed over there for work and she was born in a town called swastika ontario oh my you gotta, god you can't make this up like if i put this in a book you'd be like this is ridiculous no. <laughs> <laughs> so weird right mm, it was meant to be <laughs> i know it's like <clears throat> yeah she's a fucking weirdo i feel like that's begging to be made into a movie I'm yeah a right right like
1: how has it not been a movie with all those with the sisters and the whole family and and they were yeah. all weird. They were all over the place. Yeah, like, the doll, I think the one sister, the one, she married some kind of leader of the, like, fascist fascist and, party fascist and,
0: yeah. and yeah, it, fascist party of Great Britain or something. It was very strange. Very, very, very strange. Weird. And then I just have something for September 5th. Do you have anything else? Mm-mm. So September 5th, I thought this was kind of funny. 1991, AIDS activists unfurl a giant condom (laughs) over Senator Jesse Helms' home. (laughs) So Jesse Helms was a US Senator for North Carolina at the time and an asshole. He opposed civil rights and HIV research and he was anti-gay, just a general um, piece of shit. So history.com quote says, using ladders and uh, several of them climbing to the roof of the house. From the roof, the activists unfurl a giant piece of fabric, which is then inflated by their comrades on the front lawn. Soon, the senator's home is surrounded by a giant yellow condom reading, a condom to stop unsafe politics. Helms is deadlier than a virus. A decidedly unsubtle response to Helms' vehement opposition to gay rights and to funding AIDS research and treatment. <laughs> I just thought that was funny.
1: That's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Any pictures of that? yeah and i didn't see any pictures there's got to be pictures and then september 8th 1993 the joy luck, joy luck club premieres based on the 1989 book by amy tan i love that movie you've seen that right
1: yeah mm-hmm. i actually just re-watched it rather recently oh really
0: um, and I,
1: I remember loving it more the first time i saw it yeah but i read that that book too is very good
0: yeah i didn't read it my mom loved it i remember that um it's the first major studio motion picture with an all asian cast uh and they were mostly female yeah i love that i love that movie and i feel like it's kind of forgotten and there wasn't another like all asian leading cast until crazy rich asians which i didn't love that movie but i didn't see that movie i want i always wanted to see it i didn't see it, it wasn't great it's, it's cute it's just you know i don't really like movies that are it's like kind of rich fetishizing like they're not just rich they're like i mean they're crazy rich they're, it's like billionaire rich like oh. and just kind of i don't like i don't like i don't want to hear those stories
1: yeah i i forgot i don't know when i originally saw joy Luck club it was it had to be a long long time ago but when i watched it this time i guess maybe because i'm i don't know older now married have a kid and stuff It was so depressing it's yeah it's like, you know different stories of these different women and the stuff that they oh
0: well, the the mother's stories are so sad oh, yes my God. the daughter's
1: not really knowing those their mothers and yeah. their relationships and everything and
0: they're so freaking sad yeah, like what they survived in China. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So sad. But it's, it's a beautiful movie. And it, mm-hmm. I remember it being very well acted and well done, whatever. And then September 10th, 1977. This is bananas to me. The last person is executed by guillotine in France. 1977.
1: <laughs> I, I remember that from last year. I didn't say that. Maybe you did. I don't remember. But I remember seeing that. And I was like, that sounds familiar. I feel like I talked about that one, but maybe not.
0: That's oh, really a late. Little- Although it's supposed to be a humane way to die, next time I should check back better. I'll uh, next th- for next one. I'll re- reread what we did last year. We didn't cover Fatty Arbuckle. That was my next one, did we? I did a mini deep dive on that one.
1: I don't know. Again, I, when I saw, I don't think you did, but it did sound. So the one thing I did see on September 9th was in 1945, the first bug in a computer program was discovered by Grace Hopper, and it was literally a moth. That was yeah. Raised. That
0: is so funny to me. <laughs> That is so funny. It's like an actual bug.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then that just became the, the term for any kind of glitch.
0: Hysterical. Debugging your computer. Yeah. September 11th, did you have anything for that? Last year, obviously, we covered September 11th, the big event. But no, I, I was going to talk about Fatty Arbuckle. So Fatty Arbuckle was a very famous silent film movie star. His real name is Roscoe. He started in vaudeville and then moved to silent pictures and he was in a lot of the Keystone Cops and in 1917 he formed his own film company and started writing and directing his own movies, many of them starring his good friend Buster Keaton. So in September of 1921, Arbuckle was on a weekend getaway with friends in San Francisco. He was staying at the famous St. Francis Hotel. Um, They hosted a party in their suite where a woman named Virginia Rappay fell ill. She died several years, several days later, of peritonitis caused by a ruptured bladder. And another party goer, Maud Delmont, claimed that Arbuckle had raped Virginia uh, and that that had caused her bladder to rupture and that's how she died. So thanks to sensational reporting and a DA that was like gunning for, you know, political success, uh, Arbuckle was, tra- was charged with rape and he was put on trial. And the DA was so shady, like bullied witnesses into to testifying and there was a lot of like lying and whatever. And there were two mistrials, and then he was finally acquitted. The, jur- the, the jury that acquitted him actually like actually apologized to him. They felt so bad for him. But it was too late. His, his basically his reputation was totally ruined. He became an alcoholic. He tried to make comeback and it failed, and he died at the age of 46 of heart failure, which I think is really, really sad. So he just basically was like a guy who was at a party and was accused of, of rape and murder. And he didn't do it. The evidence was a joke, so. Ugh. So anyway, so he was arrested on September eleventh, nineteen 1921. Do you have anything for, I don't have anything until September 18th.
1: September 14th was when Princess Grace and Monica died. Did we talk about her last year?
0: No, we didn't. What, how did she die again? It was a she car had that accident? a car accident. So the car accident was on September 13th in
1: 1982 they think she had a stroke um she was driving back to Monaco from her home and lost and lost control of her car and drove off this you know, they always show those like, no winding,
0: winding roads yeah so she went
1: off the edge down a mountainside
0: oh my um, god her,
1: her teenage daughter one of her daughters was in the car with her when it happened and she tried to get control of the car but couldn't get it and
0: she wasn't very old right
1: no I think she was like I want to say she was in there
0: 52. Oh my god she had a stroke at 52 jesus sucks from all
1: that smoking and
0: yeah drinking. she probably smoked a lot
1: yeah so she had brain injuries fractured her like various bones and then she died the following day because she was taken off of life support
0: yeah speaking of um tragic deaths where there was a medical issue this reminds me of the death just the death that just happened with leslie jordan <sighs> oh my god i had to like control myself from crying i was so shocked i love him so much
1: so, like, no one, his whole purpose was just to be silly and funny and make people laugh. And he yeah. was freaking hilarious.
0: I tried to explain to Daniel that it was like, he's like, he was like wholesome, but not like goody-goody. Like, he swore and he was still kind of body and naughty sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, like, he wasn't, you couldn't not like him. I mean, he was so... Now. Uh-uh. like funny and sweethearted and just did like did you
1: follow him on instagram yeah i just
0: oh i loved his little videos and everything i he was know so sweet i could listen to him talk all day long oh well, that accent is i know that was yeah. so shocking and i knew because my co my friend uh, who i work with pat was like she's like oh there's no way he died in the accident because tmz posted a picture of just the car and it, it doesn't it, it was like a fender bender it was didn't even right. look like yeah serious, it wasn't like, like a wasn't like Anne Hae. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't totaled. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't totaled. Like he, so I don't know. Did they release yet? If it was a, oh, he was having heart issues. They said that he was having yeah. shortness
1: of breath. I think and had like a cardiology appointment coming up, but he was having shortness of breath. I think for a few days before the accident.
0: Oh God, get in there, people. That's just what I like, ER. Just go to the ER. I tell
1: everyone that, like, shortness of breath. I, just go. Anything. Just what's the worst? They're going to tell you. They're just going to send you home why are you going to ignore that and just wait for an appointment? You're going to make an appointment two weeks out? You could be dead by obviously, you could be dead by that.
0: Yeah, it's terrible,
1: especially hard shit. That's scary, man.
0: Yeah, it's so scary.
1: But yeah, so that's they're thinking that she probably had a
0: massive stroke and
1: broke or something and then crashed her car with her daughter in it. Her daughter was fine though.
0: That's Ugh. good.
1: But that was September 14th.
0: So I have for September 18th in 1970. 1970- <laughs> One thing. Okay.
1: September 15th. I didn't go into it, but there, it was, um, 1835, September 15th. The HMS Beagle with Charles Darwin on board reaches the Galapagos islands. The only reason I'm bringing this up is in high school, we had this um, biology teacher, Mr. Riley. I just, I was in high school in the nineties, but he always wore like, he dressed like he was in the seventies. Like he had these tight powder blue, like pants, like everything, huh. was like, just like, he was like retro before retro. We all, he went to the Galapagos Islands. That was like his claim to fame. Wow. He went to the Galapagos Islands. And he loved it when we got to that part of the year so he could show his slides from the Galapagos Islands. Oh, God. And he did it to every class because everyone just talked about it. We'd be going through because my sister had them. Um, my brother had them. He'd go through the slides and it's like random animals in the Galapagos Islands. And all of a sudden, there's is a picture of him in a tight bathing suit with a woman in a bikini <laughs> and he likes would scroll he would scroll past it real fast like oh I don't know how I got it in there but he did it to like he every did it on thing.
0: purpose yeah <laughs> he never took it out the slide. was he in like a banana
1: hammock <laughs> <laughs> but it was so great because he just kept it. it's like him like like whole, like with his oh, arm he probably thought eating. he
0: looked so cool and like sexy and, and he, he just left kept it in because everyone oh. would be like
1: <gasps> and then start laughing he's like oh, oh well, I don't know how that happened <laughs> <there."> oh, <laughs> but he did it every year to every class
0: what am i doing in my yellow speedo sorry about that oh god get in there
1: so anyway every time i hear charles darwin i think mr riley and his ball sack
0: also the the beagle the whatever it's called the hms beagle or whatever it is (laughs) that is always on freaking crossword puzzles like if you're ever asked what yeah if you're ever asked what darwin's ship was it's the beagle like the dog beagle you're so
1: smart emily
0: i just noticed i just remember you know do you are you into crossword puzzles I'm kind of a crossword dork they're kind of addictive they're Mm -hmm. addictive like once you start you get like hooked on them
1: but the more you do do you get better at them
0: yes that's yes and they but there are certain like words and trivia that are repeated like I don't know why people just they the writers of them love to fall back on that
1: do you do them in the newspaper? Like where do you, where you I,
0: That's the hard way to do. I used to do them with pencil in like a book. I would buy like a book, but now I do them on an app. And the great thing about the app is it tells you if you got it right. So you, if you do it with pencil, you, there's, there's no right. way to find out you did it wrong until you realize that you're not matching, you know, like kidding. things aren't working in the down or whatever. So I use this app called Crossword and it's, uh, I love it. It's like, it's just it's just great you can i'm gonna download it okay. i think you'd like it and also you're a reader so you'll probably be you're probably better at it than you realize like you know i do
1: wordle i like that but, uh, yeah
0: wordle's fun too and work your way up start at like medium or something or easy and then we're on hard now and i think there's a very hard but i, I just stay at this one
1: okay very good
0: and you can kind of cheat if you want to cheat like i almost never do this because it disappoints myself but like you can like look up a letter they'll let you look up a letter or whatever but yeah it's fun September 18th, 1973, I thought this was kind of cool. Uh, Jimmy Carter files a report oh, yeah. I never heard this. This claiming is crazy. he saw a UFO in October 1969. So this is before he was president. Um, Jimmy Carter was in, he filed a report before he was president too. He was in Georgia in 19, October 1969, waiting outside uh, a building, waiting for a Lions Club meeting to start when he saw the darndest thing I've ever seen. (laughs) Uh, 10 to 12 other people witnessed this UFO as well, and they described it as being very large, very bright and with changing colors. From history.com said Carter reported that the object hovered about 30 degrees above the horizon, moved in toward the Earth and away before disappearing into the distance. He later told a reporter that after the experience, he vowed never again to ridicule anyone who claimed to have seen a UFO. And while he was running for president in '76, he he promised to declassify the government UFO files, like all the reports. And then he had to walk back on it because after he became president, you know, I guess like it's too risky to. Um...
1: Until now, he's probably like.
0: Yeah, I know that they did like because they declassified a bunch, but there was worries about defense info being released. But um, yeah, have you watched the ones that they declassified? Mm-mm. Oh, my God, they're so weird. And you have to keep the audio on because it's crazy to hear like these are like professional Navy pilots and, you know, like, and they're like, holy shit, what did he just do? Like, it was like, cra- one of Where them dips- did you watch it? Uh, just go on, just Google it. You'll see it's like released newly, you know, they they released them in that there was a whole wave. And then there was another release just like a week ago, mm-hmm. like one of them went into the ocean uh, What the fuck. And then one of them like um spins in like it spins like horizontally and vertically at the same time. It's so weird. It's it's very trippy and um yeah, it's like really fascinating. My grandpa was really into UFO stuff.
1: Did we talk about Nope last week last time?
0: Yes, we did. fucking love that movie. So good. So good. Scary but good. And then I don't I then I have September 20th. Do you have something anything else? 18,
1: 19? Not no, not before 20th no.
0: September 20th, 1973, Billie Jean King beats the self-proclaimed male chauvinist Bobby Riggs in the, quote, Battle of the Sexist tennis match. So this was a tennis match, and it was a ridiculous media event. So Billie Jean King came into the court on, like, Cleopatra, on a gold litter carried by men dressed as ancient slaves. And Riggs arrived in a rickshaw pulled by female models. I mean, it's just so silly. And then um, the announcer was Howard Cosell. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Billie Jean King won and it was seen as a victory for f- women athletes and for women's rights. And King was actually, in. aside from this like goofy match, you know, she was actually known for for championing um, the rights of female athletes. She lobbied for fair treatment of female tennis players who were still being paid less than their male counterparts. And in 1973, the US Open became the first tennis tournament to award women the same prize money as men. I can't believe, well, who thought that was fair? to give a, at the US Open before 1973. Why <laughs> why would a woman, why, I don't understand. Why would you determine that they de- they deserve less in their prize? That's bizarre. they gross. She's lovingly referred to as the mother of modern sports for her trailblazing and for her success as a tennis player. I did not see that movie. Did you see the movie based on no, this? No, I did not. Mm-mm. What the hell is it called? Is it called Battle of the Sexes? The one with um, a, a, who's the on adorable a stone, actress Emma right? Stone, yeah. I feel like it might be called that. No, I didn't see it. I don't even know if it got good reviews i just remember Stone has that funny little um that mullet hairdo for yeah right it. battle of the sexes yeah 2017 i should watch it i like her so and then i don't have anything until like october 3rd what about you
1: september 23rd was when shawshank redemption came out in 1994.
0: it's like everyone's favorite movie
1: right and i wanted to see if daniel had started reading stephen king's short
0: stories or novellas yet because that's that was a stephen king novella he has started but i don't think he read shawshank yet i'll have to ask him
1: so it was it was based on the stephen King novella the 1982 um collection in called different seasons so but that's a great one to get because it has rita hayworth it's actually called rita hayworth and the shawshank redemption mm-hmm. or rita hayworth and shawshank redemption was the one that was based on shawshank pretty you know they didn't change too much in the movie. yeah but also in that one was the apt pupil
0: Ooh, which
1: they made him to a movie and then the body, which was stand by me. Yes. The wow.
0: There was a. That's a good one then.
1: But yeah, the the Rita Hayworth Shawshank and Shawshank Redemption one is good, and then the body, of course, is great. But that was it was a uh, called different seasons.
0: So you like King's short stories as much as his has his oh, novels? Love
1: them, love them. They're great. And yeah, like one of my favorite things that he ever wrote was a short story called The Long Walk. Which oh, is I great. remember
0: that. You like that one? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I love them, and I still he still puts them out every once in a while. I'll get them. Yeah, they're great.
0: Because I remember when I was t- taking when I was in high school and we had to read Hemingway. I remember we had to read like Old Man and the Sea and then some other one. And I didn't like it. And then I read a Hemingway short story and I was like, "Oh, I like the short story." Like a couple of yeah. short stories, but I didn't like his novels. I don't know why.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I feel like with King, I like the short stories because I mean, he can be a little wordy, but you know, his books, you know, he can but his
0: but his um short stories are great. Yeah, that's I want to read that one that that you just said from 82.
1: And then um, also was September 24th, which I don't remember this, because remember when Gloria Stefan was in that really bad bus accident? Yes. So I remember that. But then apparently it was 1995. Okay. So in 1995, September 24th, 1995, according to Washington Post, Emilio and Gloria Stefan's boat hits and kills a jet skier.
0: (gasps) Oh, my God. I
1: know. So a Howard University law student died In Miami Beach, he was 29 years old. His name was Howard Maynard Clark. And he died of severe head trauma. trauma. He was riding a jet, uh, like a wave runner with his friend who was 22 years old, Tisha Green. She was knocked unconscious and just survived with like bumps and bruises. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. The Estevans were taking their boat out, like for the first time. Um, Emilio Estevan, her husband, Gloria Estevan's husband was driving a boat the wave runner collided into the side of their boat. So they're saying that the wave runner was at fault. Like the, the kid, the young kid on the wave runner was at fault fucking around or whatever, hit the side of his boat. And they like hit the side of it, like slid to the back towards the motor and the propeller. So oh, no, but Emilio Estevez, uh, Estevez. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now we're going to get sued by Emilio Estefan.
1: <laughs> Emilio Estefan. He jumped off and, like, pulled this guy onto, oh. like, I, there was some other kind of, like, contraptions, like, get this guy to, like, sit, to land. He ended up dying. Yeah, no charges were filed on the Esteban. There was no sign of drinking or anything like that. It was, like, this just horrible accident. They weren't
0: um, speeding or whatever. They no, were, like, and they, just... they
1: think, like, there was one quote where they were saying the, the weight runner, like, the, the jumping, like, they, they weren't riding appropriately or whatever. Right. I was like what is up with this this poor lady she almost dies in a bus crash and she kills somebody on yeah like the the Estevans were like just and then I think they got interviewed like he got stopped somewhere and he was saying how it was like totally freaking them out like bringing them back to like her bus like the stuff they went through with her bus accident like crazy shit like that but terrible I never heard about that
0: one no my god that's so you know I don't like I don't want to be too graphic or anything but like if I find like the grossest accidents that you read about are boating accidents like ugh. and then you know boating is so weird it's like there's definitely like a faux pas about drinking and driving like by the time i was in school the whole like designated driver thing was in place like we we followed that my friends and i definitely partied but we definitely had designated drivers you know whatever but i feel like with boating the drinking you know- and boating thing is like totally normal and it's not that. De- it's driving you're you're in a you're in I something think it's that could kill someone yeah i think it's
1: totally scary i don't you're operating this huge massive
0: with propeller with a propeller yes.
1: on water i don't know i think it's scarier
0: uh yeah it is scary Ugh, oh, that's But that's really anyway, sad that happened to them on september 24th so i don't have anything until october 3rd 1992 sinead o'connor tears up a photo of the pope while performing live on snl good for her yeah um in retrospect, do you remember this at the time when it happened? Yeah, uh-huh. I do too. And I t- remember two things stand out. One, I remember people shit their pants with like rage, and two, I remember not understanding why she did it. Yeah, totally same.
1: Mm-hmm. Everyone was pissed, and I I was like, "Well, I don't get it. Like, why? Why would she, she did do it?
0: it?" Yeah, I didn't understand. So O'Connor was on SNL. She was the musical guest on SNL. She surprised producers when she chose to sing an a cappella version of Bob Marley's song, War, changing some of the lyrics to refer to child abuse. And this was a harsh, intense song. You can watch it on YouTube. It's, you know, it's very weird. It's not, SNL usually like you play your top hit. You know, it's like a crowd pleaser, whatever. At the end of the song, she holds up a photo of Pope John Paul II and says, fight the real enemy. And then she tears up the photo. And the audience, I guess people, young people listening might be like, Oh, was she booed off the stage? Like, no, actually, I think people were just kind of like confused. What? Yeah. And it was the audience was completely silent. But of course, all hell broke loose. It was not well received. Thousands of angry calls came into SNL. Only seven people called supporting Sinead O'Connor. Even this is disappointing. Even fucking um, Madonna criticized uh, Sinead O'Connor. The, the And the following week's guest, Joe Pesci, called out O'Connor in his opening monologue. Other celebrities climbed on board, like, shut up. I don't know, just ugh, stupid. And then two weeks after the incident, O'Connor was supposed to perform at a Bob Marley tribute concert, not Bob Marley, sorry, Bob Dylan um, tribute concert. And she was loudly booed, loudly booed. And um, Chris Kristofferson came out on stage he was sent out he's like they were like go help her and he went out on stage he put his arm around her and he said something in her ear and we now know he said something like don't don't let people get you down like you know fuck them whatever and um, I think she actually was able to perform but uh, she was like ready to crawl under a rock at that point poor thing and just to put things in perspective because I'm sure it's very easy to look back now and be like god people were such puritanical assholes for judging Sinead O'Connor for this but this was nine years before the Pope would publicly admit that there was a yeah. problem in the church with like child abuse. And all those crazy stories about like, you know, you can go to that website and like look up the priests that, that like are listed or whatever, cause that's how many there are. Cause it was such a widespread problem and they just moved them around. And that didn't happen yet. That hadn't happened yet. So in the early nineties, it was still like kind of old school Catholics who, didn't oh like yeah, that she did that and it, wasn't,
1: it wasn't like the um you know uh the past how many years it's public knowledge that the catholic church was covering this up and that it was happening like so you know cut to when she does it most i mean i didn't i mean i was we were kids but you know people are probably in denial about the Catholic church even being capable of doing something like that. So it was yeah. kind of like, she's a monster. Or she's just, you know, trying to get attention.
0: What's she talking about? You know, like I, I've never heard of about a priest molesting a kid. Yeah, right. what, Not what in my she, church. What's she talking about? Yeah. <laughs> right. Priests are the best people I know. What do you mean? What, what you know, so people, people were really pissed. And I, I think history has been kind to her cause they see that she was, she was prescient about what happened. And then it's possible, that she herself was abused. She she actually did. Sinead O'Connor did stay at a Magdalene laundry as a a wayward youth, uh, and so she probably did experience some abuse t- or abuse of some kind. And her
1: poor and her poor life. I mean, what she's yeah. obviously not
0: mentally been put through
1: the ringer with like tons of shit.
0: Yeah, and her it's her sad. how her son recently killed himself. That's so sad. So in the Magdalene, if anyone hasn't doesn't know what I'm talking about when I say Magdalene Laundry. So that's a, a order of nuns and uh, they were notoriously brutal and they ran like homes for wayward girls in Ireland and they um, were famously uh, very cruel, like overworked. And there's, what's that? There's a, there's a movie. There
1: is, is it, a movie. What's
0: it? Is it called Magdalene? I think it is called. That. And it's uh, not for the faint of heart. <laughs> and that movie has priest sexual abuse in it too. These stories like, are so upsetting. I think people just kind of people who aren't Catholic probably just assume that like every priest and every nun is horrible but I went to schools run by nuns and they were they never they were not like the people in this movie. The Magdalene Sisters is the name of the movie. It's very good but it's it's very hard to watch so content warning. Anyway so the next thing I have is October 5th. October fifth, nineteen ninety, the first NC seventeen rated film is released in theaters. Henry in June. I've never seen it, but I do remember one of my teachers said she saw it, and I was like, "Why are you telling us this?" Because <laughs> um, it was like it was like you know it's like soft Hey, it's four. what I saw this weekend. Yeah, so weird. It probably the, I remember getting a lot of coverage like that. It was the first NC seventeen. Now that's like the kiss of death because the theaters won't carry your film or whatever if you if you have that rating. It's like. But I think at that time that probably helped Henry in June. Because I don't know that it's that great of a movie.
1: I never saw it.
0: I never saw it. Anyway. Then I don't have anything till October 10th.
1: Um, the only thing I was bitching about. I'm sure I bitched about it last year. was October 7th, 1982. Cats opens up on Broadway. Which Crap. Ran for a total of 7,485 performances. Ending in September of 2000.
0: Why is a u- universally panned people make jokes about how much they hate that show why why is it also one of the longest running did don't you get see it. it no
1: oh my god I mean, like class trip like I went on my dad's class trip in middle oh school it was my dad my dad taught middle uh middle child school. abuse <laughs> and they did a New York trip and I went with him and I remember turning to him 20 minutes into it and I was like I'm gonna kill you because yeah. it was horrible oh, my God, there's cats walking. Oh, it's just terrible. I don't, yeah, I don't know.
0: Even the movie sucked. Remember they made a movie a couple of years ago? Oh, I, I
1: didn't see that. <laughs> the I don't like the music. I don't like, and then they're in the audience. Like,
0: Yeah, they're all over the audience. Weird. Oh, it was just That's terrible. So annoying. Ugh. Ugh. Ugh.
1: No. And it lasted forever.
0: Yeah. October 10th, White Snake, Here I Go Again, Reaches <laughs> Number One on the Billboard Hut. 100. Poor
1: Tawny Katane.
0: Tawny Katane. Every Tawny Katane, everybody that remembers that, that, uh, song because of that the video and Tony contain on, on uh, as, a, as a hood ornament on them and the on his car and she just passed right? yes like last I year no r.i.p they lady. were married at the time
1: that's right they were together i just remember thinking she was so pretty in um bachelor party remember that tom Hanks yeah like that?
0: yes i do remember that
1: she was his uh fiance in that I yeah thought, I thought she, she was, was really priest. pretty yeah.
0: And then October 11th, uh, 1962, Vatican II opens. So I just, the only reason I mentioned this is because the Vatican II was like a meeting of whatever, head honchos of the Catholic Church. And the decisions of this council are why nuns don't wear habits anymore. Like they don't wear the the wimple and the habit because of, because of the Vatican II council. We don't have Latin masses. masses. Catholic masses used to be in Latin. My dad
1: would cry over that.
0: And then the other thing is that you don't have to cover your hair in church. Like, you, you, women used to have to put a hat on or put those doilies on their head. Oh, doilies. Uh, <laughs> to go to Catholic uh, mass. Not Because of Vatican II, you don't have to do all that. Then I have October 13th, 1975. Oh, this is a really weird one. October 13th, 1975. At the Country Music Awards, the famous country singer Charlie Rich, he was presenting the award for Entertainer of the Year, which he'd won the previous year. He opened the envelope, read the name, which was uh, John Denver, and then he proceeded to take his lighter out and light paper on fire, on like national Kanye West move. Yeah, national television. But very strange. Again, the audience, everybody thinks like, oh, there was an uproar. Actually, people just sat there silent, like confused. And the winner was John Denver. He um, was not present. He was present only via satellite, and he gave like a very gracious, you know, thank you speech or whatever. We don't know why he did this. We don't know why Charlie Rich decided to protest John Denver winning artist of the year and lighting this paper on fire. I don't, John Denver wasn't really like a controversial artist. I don't, it's very strange, very strange. So he did say that he was, had a drinking problem and was like addicted to painkillers at the time. So maybe he just wasn't thinking rationally and he was just wanted to shock everyone. It's very strange.
1: Like would he have done that to whoever's name was in there?
0: Yeah, very, it's bizarre. So he was, permanently blacklisted from the country music awards i just thought that was weird i never even heard of it i'm not into country music though so maybe that's why but october 14th this is another crossword puzzle thing that's the only reason i'm talking about it october fourteenth, ten 1066 super old school the battle of hastings is won by william the conqueror i'm only mentioning this um, because it's such a trivia thing so this event, the Battle of Hastings 1066 is the reason you and I speak the way that we speak and it's the reason quote-unquote Western civilization is the way that it is. William the Conqueror was the Norman king from France and he overthrew the Anglo-Saxon English king and in so doing the languages of French and Anglo-Saxon were merged and formed English. So it's a huge deal. Remember I have to, you know you have to learn certain dates. 1066, mm-hmm. 1215 is the signing of the Magna Carta. That's about it. That's all I got, actually. But anyway, that's always on crossword puzzles.
1: Well, I had to. I had to start memorizing these things now. Yeah, gonna you,
0: you're gonna. You're gonna learn it. I gonna, downloaded
1: it. I got it on my phone.
0: You're gonna. I think you're gonna get addicted.
1: It's literally just called crossword.
0: Yeah, it's not even creative. I think it's called. It's Red something. Red Redstone is the owner. Is the company?
1: Oh wait, does it come in packs? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it'll be like the author, and then it'll have like 10. Like this? Yeah. Okay. October 14th, 1994, Pulp Fiction opens in theaters. Do you remember what a big deal this movie was? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the soundtrack. Do you remember what a big deal the soundtrack was? Yes, I love the soundtrack. Oh my God, awesome. I played it so much. I loved it so much. It was so quirky and fun, and I just yeah. loved it. Yeah,
1: I remember seeing it in the movie theater and it blowing my mind. I'd never seen anything like it no just you know with the incorporation of music the violence you know and then it had like the drug use and it was just you know sex too like the whole gimp thing and like like stuff that like I never even like, what the fuck is this like this guy's this kept in a cage in this leather fucking outfit like what is this world like, and that's what?
0: like ancillary that's like ancillary to the plot
1: <laughs> no but it still blew my mind and then um
0: all how it's told. How it's told like in a weird pieces, like yes, to, yeah, and then it all comes together. And then it, you know, brought John Travolta back from the dead. Yes, and and uh, I remember Forrest. thinking that was pretty cool of them to do that. Yeah, John Travolta wasn't in shit, and
1: then all of a sudden he was all over the place. Yeah, like yeah, I freaking loved it, and the yeah, it was yeah, soundtrack
0: was great. And the soundtrack had movie quotes, and I remember that in between yeah. the tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great. It was a big deal, mm-hmm. and still great. Still a great movie. And I don't have anything until October 25th and I was going to deep dive it, but I, I just didn't have the energy because it's so fucking depressing. October 25th, I have 1994 was Susan Smith claimed she was carjacked. Oh my God. I
1: fucking hate her. Even just hearing her name, like fills me with rage. I hated her back then when it happened. I hate her. I hate her face. I hate this. I just picture those two little boys.
0: Oh my God. Psycho. So,
1: and it was all, I don't know. Cause you hear these horrible stories where women will kill their children. And who was the one <clears throat> who broke my heart? The one who was obviously
0: postpartum and blamed her husband. Oh, my God. What the one who, who drowned her five kids. Yates. Um, and Yates, Yates. Andrea Yates. She's in a mental mental ward or whatever. That,
1: that one killed me because I did not think she was a monster. I think that she was an untreated yeah.
0: postpartum. And her husband ignored it. She How many people help?
1: ignored the red flags of this woman and she should have been helped, you know, this woman was doing it for fucking a man, a boyfriend. She was, yes. yes, she was gross. It reminded me of that. Um, remember that crazy eighties movie they did, the Farrah Fawcett movie based on that <gasps> Small Sacrifices book. And she—that was a whole yes. thing that she shot her fucking kids in the car over that. Diane, she
0: be- Down? Diane Downs. Diane Downs is the true story. She wanted
1: to be with her boyfriend, and he didn't want kids, so she thought she'd fucking kill her. Kids oh, in she the was car. garbage. Yeah, and then the one daughter survived and then oh so this is what that woman reminds me of this piece of shit who oh, but she was successful and killed. you know
0: her. that i will say i do want to point out just because uh i didn't know this at the time and i don't remember it getting a lot of coverage but she was um susan smith was like repeatedly raped by her I stepdad know.
1: yes i know it's true i mean
0: whatever don't it, I know, there are a lot of people tr- that are molested and abused and don't kill their children but
1: i know no it's true and then you you heard about like, you know, when she was in prison, constantly getting caught with having sex with the guards. Oh, and,
0: like, my God. She's
1: he, got this behavior of, you got know, of issues. Yeah, Yes, there's definitely some underlying things, obviously. And I'm sorry, you drown your kids in a fucking car. There's definitely something wrong. Like, you don't just wake up one day. You just don't wake up one day to do that. Like, there's something happened to you in your
0: life. And she blamed a black guy. Yes. Yeah, I'll just pick a black guy and blame it on him. Oh, my oh. God. Yeah, that was awful. She's kind of every I feel like a lot of people, people were suspicious right away her
1: crying on TV remember the fake crying? ass
0: crying and shit her bad hair <laughs> her bad like
1: her perm yeah oh yeah she was a, that was a bad one
0: that yeah was a bad one. I I was gonna deep dive it but I think most people know that this is one of the people in history that is like a woman who's murdered her her babies terrible um October 28th nineteen ninety eight. Bill Clinton, President Bill Clinton signs the Digital Millennium Copyright Act into law. This is a shitty overreaching law and it is why we cannot play clips on this podcast or any podcast because even seconds of audio is, they'll pull you, they'll pull your hole, they'll, you know, sucks. So from history.com, The DMCA, as it's called, was written in order to strengthen existing federal copyright protections against new threats posed by the internet and the democratization of high technology. So, and that sounds all well and good, but you know, the the people that love this are the industry, right? They make a lot of money and they even show up at, I don't know if you know this, but like cover bands get, lawyers will show up and like issue restraint, like, you know, cease and desist orders for cover bands to stop covering music. I didn't believe it but Daniel and I were in Lake Tahoe eating in this nice restaurant chatting with the owner and, he, and we were like what, you, what nights do you have live music because we could see a stage and everything set up. He's like well we don't do it anymore because we, we had cover bands and we were issued a cease and desist order. So he said the law won't let you cover music. I mean what? <laughs> so obviously this is also used to like remember Napster it was used yeah. to like prosecute people downloading like um, pirated music and everything so anyway i don't know i think it's a shitty law but you
1: could have played clips from pulp fiction
0: yeah all kinds of every time you talk about a movie you could play a clip from a movie every time you talk about a song being a hit you could play clips from that but we can't so oh it's also why like you get in trouble like um instagram if you want to post like any kind of music oh yeah it's and then like, it gets taken down it gets uh-huh. taken down yeah so that's kind of all i have but i had like a gigantic i won't go into everything on the rec room
1: I looked at your rec room and a lot of them i had seen so i was like oh good i can talk about that one because my rec room is not as um i i touched on what i have been up to but i a lot of your shit i've seen
0: so okay good so we the reason that we were so my rec room is so prolific is that normally i can't really watch a movie during the week i'm just i need to go to bed i need to be i work at a school i have to get up really early i have to be winding down really early like i can't i just don't have the time but with covid I was working during the day but I wasn't getting up at 5 30 in the morning I was getting up at like 8 thirty nine. so I we would stay up a little bit later and we could watch we just hammered through all these movies so we saw so many movies and a few shows so I I, I want I don't have to cover everything but I will like I definitely want to cover like my favorites I won't talk talk about the stinkers but um do you want to go first did you have some
1: I I read this Stephen King has a new book called uh a fairy tale and I read that did you like it yeah it was good it was um fantasy um about this young teenage boy who befriends this older senior citizen guy who's like this grump and he ends up befriending him and his dog ends up finding this old man has this portal into this other world in his back shed kind of sounds like the jfk one but it's not time travel Mm. it's like a fantasy world this other world that's like fucked and there's all this horrible stuff going on and this kid ends up going in there and being like a prince and like saving this other world or whatever. Cool. It wasn't great, but it was good. I read the whole thing. I loved it. Well, loved it enough to keep going through. It wasn't the best thing. We're watching The Watcher.
0: Yeah, we are too. Did you finish it? Did you watch it? Didn't finish it. I I made the mistake. Well, so you know, I love true crime. I unfortunately am very familiar with the, the real story
1: we live in New Jersey so yeah so you should know about it yeah yeah, we've heard of this story and we talked
0: we covered John List on here we covered John List on this podcast and they talk that they borrow from it
1: yes they did because I when we were watching it and that episode came on I was like this isn't this is another story and Jake and I were looking at each other I was like wait a second this is this is something else and then it clicked I was like oh this is a complete they're just borrowing it's still
0: New Jersey but it's a different yeah Uh uh-huh
1: Cause jake was like i didn't know it was in the same house i was like it wasn't in the same no. house i think they're just kind of pushing it all together so that's creepy we're watching that
0: also the house wasn't see we we need to like like just separate from the real story because remember the house in the real one was not like, so grandiose no. like mansion it was a charming middle more more of like upper middle class new jersey classic new of all, jersey
1: i hate the house in the in the tv show because yeah well, I think it's hideous. The inside with those stupid layers and stuff. No, I, was like, I don't would...
0: like that. I'm not a great room person either. You know, like the kitchens sh- and dining rooms. room." Is just no. I was room. like, I who like would that. buy this
1: house? So we did that. Oh, and then I watched. I told you we watched. um Normal. I watched normal people. I binge that.
0: Yeah. Which was I, I've seen that.
1: Lots of sex and. But it's it was like TNA.
0: Act. It was like a. It, there's so oh, much. Have, it's,
1: it's so much sex. It was weird because it was like high. It's, they start out in high school. And yeah. I'm like, I want to. He's so handsome and cute. He's very cute. Oh, I love his
0: like goodness. mumbly Irish accent. He's so cute.
1: And she's super cute.
0: I didn't love that show. I mean, I thought it was good. I didn't like the direction it went, but you know, it was entertaining and the acting is very good.
1: It was a good show for me to watch when if Jake was asleep and I stayed up, it was because he would not care about that. So I would just, I think it that one. And what else should we see? Go through yours because I can try. Okay.
0: Out. So just for everyone listening, my husband and I watch spooky or scary movies and shows in October so that's oh, like
1: well I did watch all that I watched I rewatched Poltergeist I rewatched The Shining okay I the classics Dr. Doct- Sleep I rewatched um Exorcist like I did all that this did month.
0: you manage to find track down the director's cut of, of Dr. Sleep Mm-mm. you know it's longer that is yeah. so good I know and, and I that's, that's know our homeboy that's what's his name from the guy who did um i know midnight mass midnight mass why am i forgetting his name's he got a really Planigan. Irish name uh, yeah so he did one of the movies on my list so first and foremost i oh, forgot I know yeah. yeah i forgot to mention last time we talked i i know everybody has their view of predator sequels as being caca the the newest one prey she is wants to see this awesome it is so good. It's not low budget. It's not cheesy. It's so cool. It's a That's it's like a,
1: tribal stuff, right? Isn't it like before?
0: It takes place in like the 1600s and it is so cool. It's like the you know the predator arrives and a, a girl has to a young girl she's probably like, you know, ni- 18, 19. She's Comanche. She has to beat this this alien and it's interesting because like all of them like you have to outwit you can't it, it's what you're you're no match for its weaponry right so you have to outwit but the difference is this is the 1600s or the 1700s so so she doesn't even have she has nothing she has a tomahawk she has this amazing fucking dog which by the way was a stray and they found the found her and trained her and she is so cute so sweet and i was like the whole time I was like this, if fucking this dog thing- dies in the end <laughs> i will lose my shit so spoiler alert but she does not the dog does not die in the end so you don't have to be one you know like some people won't watch a movie if they know the dog dies so mm-hmm. it's just that she is this young lady is so clever and it's, it's so cool and uh it's so well done and um
1: i'll tell jake because i know he really
0: wants to see it it's it's cool as hell like i just i can't recommend it enough I we loved it and i think this is fucking cool they released it all the all the comanche actors are all indigenous people Hmm. Indigenous of indigenous descent and they released a comanche language version of it which i think is so cool that is cool Uh, i mean it's just it's a great movie so and then we watched so this was the one mike flanagan mike mike flanagan mike flanagan is the guy behind the genius behind Uh, midnight mass uh the house on haunted hill or hill house House, haunted Hill hill house hill house and then um,
1: Blithe Manor,
0: Blithe Manor, and he did Dr. Sleep. He's, he's great. got that
1: series on now that's like the teens, uh, the hospice one. Mm-hmm.
0: And so, he did this movie called Hush.
1: I saw Hush.
0: Okay, so he's yeah. starring his wife, Wife, the very pretty dark haired girl that's in a lot of young lady who's in a lot she of his was, movies. Yeah, she
1: was in Midnight Mass, and- yeah, she was. Yeah.
0: She's the main, like, girl. um, she's pregnant in part of it. So It's just a, I won't give away too much to our listeners, but it's a good thriller. She's deaf. The character is deaf, which I, this was made long enough ago that I guess that's not controversial because, I mean, I I think now you kind of have to hire a deaf actor, right? Maybe not. I don't know. Who knows
1: anymore? Yeah.
0: And then, and it's very good. It is, I will like content warning because I did have trouble getting to sleep cuz this is one area of like the thriller gen- subgenres that gets me like anxious. It was like um homebreaking. Uh, yeah, true crime. So like it, this could happen. It's not like a um monster movie. So just like a heads up for anyone who has problems with that like me. Then we saw like we saw the movie Fall. Did you hear about this? It's like a sleeper kind of a sleeper hit. It's like about two girls who decide to climb this tower. It's like a radio tower and an abandoned radio tower that's like one of the tallest and they, they get they get up there and it's a survival film. So it's like they got stuck. They get stuck at the top of this tower. Mm-mm. And it's, it's fun. It's like a fun survival. I like those movies, the survival movies. They're fun. Um, you know, like Open Water and shit like that. Like, I don't know. Then we watched uh, Black Phone.
1: I want to see that one.
0: And that is one of my favorites. Daniel didn't like it as much as I did, but I, I really enjoyed it.
1: Uh, Ethan Hawke makes some scary gr- creepy ones so I, I'm kind of like he eh.
0: is aging poorly <laughs> controversial opinion so he is looking scary as hell like he looks he's pulling off that like and he plays the bad guy in this, he right? plays the bad guy in, in this yeah and it is a period it takes place in the 70s it's a. It's got the Stranger Things vibe of like it's kids like out on their bikes alone or whatever, and it's just really cool. It's got a paranormal element and things come together, and it's. I just really enjoyed it. It's. It's not. The content warning for this one would be like again. It is there is a criminal in it that it that can really happen. He's a child snatcher, so but there is a paranormal aspect of it, and it's written by Stephen King's son. Oh right. The story was written by Stephen King's son, so I thought it was good. Anyway, so then we watched Let the Right One In, which is a Swedish film that was remade in the United... For There was a U.S. version. And then now they're, they're, there's a series it's coming a out. It's a book, too. I yeah, think it's a was, book originally.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's so good.
0: So beautiful. It was beautifully shot. It's actually, in a weird way, a very touching love story.
1: Yes, yes, it is a love
0: story. It's not like there's not... The, there's not really even a clear villain. It's just sort of this sad, sweet love story uh, between tweens, you know, like, yep. and it's so good. It's so it's such a good movie aside from being a horror movie. Like, it's a scary movie, but it's such a beautiful movie on its own. It just yep. was so, oh, it was so good. I can't, And I don't want to watch the American, I know the American one, The tra- we saw the trailer for that. And
1: I didn't watch the American one, I watched the Swedish one too. So it's with a and, dark-haired girl, right? like it's an older yeah movie, right? she's
0: and yeah. she yeah she's really interesting looking she's very um mm-hmm.
1: it, that came out a while ago didn't
0: it yeah it's pretty old like early yeah. aughts i think yeah and she's um, and he's this cute towheaded. he looks like mm-hmm. um the little did you ever read the book the little prince like yeah. he looks like the little like he's got this mop of like white blonde hair he looks so scandinavian and she's got dark hair With and pearls, she's got yeah. big brown eyes and they, they're just like this the, it's just really interesting and Beautiful. I thought it was great. Well, you're movie. right.
1: It is. It is a love story because they generally do love each other. And-
0: yeah. It's sad. Actually. I think it's sad because I. I just think that the the fate of it is just yeah. sad. But it's it's um it's very good.
1: She's a good friend. She, <laughs> I'll, say yeah, I'll say
0: that. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> then we saw Blade, classic, classic vampire movie. I had never seen it, so I never saw Blade. Though. The Blade is um Wesley a vampire Snipes. movie. Wesley Snipes, uh, half vampire, half human and he's fighting vampires and he's totally badass on it. He has like amazing weapons. He, he's very cool. It's good. Then we saw Nightcrawler. That's the one yes, with Jake that's Gyllenhaal. Creepy. And that's- he's like a he want he's trying to make it into the industry of like those weird like independent cameramen who like drive around
1: looking for looking for accidents and crime. Yeah. Yeah,
0: trying to trying to like document them and then sell them to the news agencies to make it for like the morning or he's like nuts the early in that. And he is so, he's a very good actor. Like, I was just thinking about this. Like, he's, he, in this movie, he makes you want to take a shower. He is so, like, smarmy. And he's one of those people that has, like, pressured speech. And he's, like, kissing your ass, like, trying to sound like the smartest guy in the room. But he's so creepy. Oh, he's such a horrible villain. Look, he's
1: all thin in that and all, like, ugh, ugh gross. Yeah, he's,
0: he's a very good actor. It? Uh, okay, then we watched A Quiet Place 2.
1: Yes, I don't just
0: stay on the farm I don't understand you had everything you needed on that awesome farm why did you have to leave but they leave the farm and then you know I was screaming at the deaf girl on the first one because she caused a lot of problems
1: she caused more on the second one
0: they all they're all driving me crazy they're all doing stupid shit I was screaming at the at the screen so much that being said I mean I was entertained I definitely was entertained but yeah anyway so then we watched The Descent classic new, a new I, classic of, that
1: was one of me and jake's first date movies
0: yes i remember that
1: and i remember he made a comment because they're canadian, <laughs> That's they canadian? Right. i remember this joke he did, actually he did. No, some, they're, they're I british forget, i think right yeah they have an accent I forget yeah. accents, <laughs> but he he was doing their voice like he said something out loud in the movie like something they would have said and i it, remember
0: what he said you don't remember it no i
1: can't remember what did he say
0: there was like a moment of like pause like before a jump yes. scare and he goes oh shite
1: <laughs> i can't believe i remember your joke <laughs> he said, but every time that movie comes up i'm like jake because he doesn't remember either i was like jake you said something and you did it in their accent and it made me laugh so hard and think, <laughs> i'm mad oh, 90 sure
0: it was oh shite yeah,
1: was, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we definitely that is that a movie.
0: scary movie
1: that movie is fucking crazy
0: oh my god like it's when they would fir- you first see one of them <gasps> Like drinking, remember he's like, oh yeah, like that's drinking right. in the Ew. water or whatever. It's, so gross. it's a, it was kind of an instant classic because I watch it now and I'm like, this is like a good old school monster movie. You know what I mean, like mm-hmm. creature feature. So that's great. uh That was early two thousands, I think. And then then we watched Men. That's the one. Have you seen that trailer? That's the Irish girl actor. And you probably you haven't seen the trailer. Men Which scares the shit out of you. It's it's where it's the main character is a a woman whose name I can't remember and then then the guy plays all the men in in the movie with like different looks no and it's kind of like uh you know there's a lot of symbolism about like each each kind of character is how men can be kind of like dangerous to women so there's like the the, he seems like a nice guy, but he's actually a perv. Then there's like the aggressive guy who's like a pervert. Then there's like the, and it's, there's a lot of like very spooky scenes, but it kind of goes off the rails the last like 20 minutes. And we're, I was like, what the fuck is happening here? So no, I didn't, I, uh, know what that is. I didn't love that. So then we watched His, His House, which is a British movie, very acclaimed indie about refugees who come to the UK and they move in, they're given like a refugee housing, like basically like public housing. And it's like a dumpy, like whatever, and it's haunted, and it's about. It's just very sad. It's it's um, it's good, but it's very sad. And then we watched a Korean zombie movie called Train to Busan. Mm-mm. So it's Not a um, zo- the zombie threat on a train. Yikes! <laughs> so it's like you know, um, but it's very well done. How'd you find that one? Daniel finds all this stuff. Yeah, he just finds we finds a lot of. There was another Korean one that we saw. Like he just finds, you know, it was just a well a well received. Her, you know, the there's a lot of good Korean like scary movies. I don't know. This one was really good. This is actually one of my favorite. I loved Twenty Eight Days Later.
1: You mentioned Cargo in this one, and I loved
0: that. Is my favorite zombie movie. And I feel like no one has seen it. I know it is so. Good. I cry at the end of that. I it's thought it was so, so sweet. The little girl is so sweet in that. I told that story to two of my coworkers who were like, I'm not going to see it because I don't see zombie movies. I told them the whole story at the end of it. They were like, That is so sweet. That sounds like yes. a really nice movie. And it's with the baby and oh it's my God. the. I can't. Oh, my God. It's such a beautiful, like, it's just sort of a sweet little, almost like a road movie, but it's got the zombie, like, component to it. Yes.
1: I love that. It's one of my favorite ones. I randomly put that on. I think it was on Netflix, and I randomly watched it, and I was, like, hooked. And I think it was when I was on maternity leave. It was one of the random movies I watched on maternity leave, and I was like.
0: Oh, my God. And it probably really hit home because of the baby and then the.
1: I watched so many show movies that were inappropriate for me to be watching on maternity leave. Yeah, oh, but, but that one, one is so like,
0: good. Yeah, that's Cargo, zombie movie called Cargo, and it's from Australia and it's just awesome. And so this one is is sort of is it's on it's up there. It's very good. So then we watched a movie called The Night House, which I thought it was good, not great, but good. And that's about a woman whose husband has killed himself, and we she's like unearthing why through like there's like a paranormal element and then and then we saw this when we went and saw nope the trailers alone before nope like obliterated me i mean my like butt cheeks were sore i was so they were the trailers before nope were so scary the movies that were they were showing like the trailers for were so scary and one of them was smile oh you saw it was it, was it scary? It was scary, yeah. And that's-
1: That trailer did freak me
0: out. Oh my God, a lot of jump scares. Kevin Bacon's daughter. Who's yeah, so- Kevin Bacon's daughter. That's right, uh, Sosi Bacon. And she's very good. It, Cause this requires a lot of good acting. Cause it's like, it's crazy. It's a crazy movie. I don't wanna give away too much, but it's crazy. And then we saw uh, Barbarian, which-
1: I, I wanna watch
0: that one. So I, the Barbarian one is really good and they're the like villain in there's like not a clear there's villains in it plural but like i find the premise of it so sad and i think you're gonna see it and be like emily's a little crazy but like you'll get what i'm talking about because it it is the person that you're afraid of is also like a victim and it's just i've so sad to me like ridiculous and sad at the same time Hmm. but it was it's really scary it's really scary. So, um, yeah, it's good.
1: Is it like one of those like claustrophobic, phobic, like, it looks like there's like dungeons or something like, and you're watching it like, and that freaks me out when you're in like tunnels or, um, Uh,
0: yeah, there's tunnels in it, but it's, I don't know. I don't want to spoil too much of it for you, but it's, it's like about, like, I thought it was going to be like hostile, which I have not seen, but I thought it was going to be like, she's staying in like an Airbnb and she finds out that it's like, um, like a trafficking Mm-hmm. But it's not. I mean, it sort of is, but it's not. And there's like, it's, it's, I don't know if you, if you read anything about this movie, but it was not like nobody wanted to make it. And then when they made it, it was like a sleeper hit. It's very weird. Like they jump scenes, like right before the scariest stuff that's about to happen, they'll jump to a completely different character who's like in a different part of the country and is like, you don't even <laughs> know how they're related to the story yet. But it's, it's, it's really good. And then series wise, we we finished, we're like up to date on what we do in the shadows. And we were like in the middle of the watcher and we watched the first season of channel zero. Did you hear about that? Mm-mm. Channel zero is like a series and each season is a different story. And the first season is, so they're all like creepy pasta. Do you know what that is? It's like people who write like scary stories and it gets published online and there's some there's always some debate about whether it's true or not and then it winds up being like, "Oh no, it's just creepy pasta." Like it's just like a story someone wrote. So this the first season was about these kids who are adults and they're remembering back to the 80s, their childhood in the 80s, and they're like, "Do you remember that show, that weird show with the puppets called Candle Cove?" And they're like, "Yeah, I remember that." And they're like, "My parents like don't remember us watching that at all." And they and all the kids in this town, they remember this weird show with these puppets saying these weird things and like these creepy puppets and like it just kind of evolves from there i feel like they this is like the curse of series now they like they want to extend it like they want like a certain number of episodes they like shoehorn in stuff and it's like too long you know so i feel like they kind of like shoehorned in too much in the plot but it was definitely entertaining um and now we're watching the cabinet of curiosities the Guillermo de Toro series he hired oh, directors that.
1: yeah they're
0: great they're like high budget like um, stories like one hour long and they're great he's great he's a he's a genius great. so anyway so that's what we've been watching but it's been yeah. fun I feel like we've watched something else. oh we watched Hocus Pocus too also because so I can't I-, I gotta have some like palate cleansers I can't have like just all scary scary <laughs> right. and I love Hocus Pocus too I, I think I'm easy to please, but I'm not one of those people that's like, Hocus Pocus, the first one, everyone was like, oh, the first one was so, so much better. Can we just step back from reality? The acting is trash. I mean, the acting is, these; those kids are terrible. It's che- It's got some cheesy lines.
1: Hocus Pocus didn't come out like in our youth. No, like, you know, I watched it as a 20 something. Like I watched Hocus Pocus like as an adult. Yes. Like, again, this is not stellar uh, acting going yeah. on here.
0: Calm down everyone. Like yes. it's not this the sequel I thought was great. It was funny and adorable. It was
1: the same same vibe as the first one. And
0: everyone great. the 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 witches all look fantastic. Like the I was yeah, you know I was wor- kids that played them young was great. Yeah.
1: It was and, gross in the beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was amazing, right? They like nailed it.
1: Mm-hmm. We didn't get through the whole thing. The girls ended up falling asleep, but we did okay. watch a big chunk of it. Yes. Okay.
0: Did they did they like the first one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I good. They like
1: the first one. Uh-huh. We did watch Legend of Sleepy Hollow last year. I tried to get them to do it again this year they watch it. I
0: love that. Mm-hmm.
1: I think it freaked, I think it freaked Mary out. And she likes It's scary. scary. It is scary. But we watched, we, um. I got them to watch, uh, oh, I meant to tell you this. I'm going to take back what I said on the last podcast, making fun of you for the um female version of Ghostbusters. Because <laughs> we freaking watched it on Friday night and I was belly laughing. It's so funny. It's
0: I so love funny. it.
1: Uh huh. It was great. Well, our I mean, girl
0: is amazing. She is so funny in that.
1: I should have, I should she have. you going to knew. Queens now. And I should have known with all of them that are in that. And then, like, just
0: Kate McKinnon. They're all so funny. Kate McKinnon is so funny in it. And there
1: were so many, like, just dance scenes. Where yeah.
0: People... I was dying. I, I know, thought it was man. so funny.
1: Yeah. We, so I watched that with the girls. So I was stuck in the house with them because they were sick all weekend. We watched that friday night and then we watched et last night because uh-huh. i was like well i was trying to find oh we watched gremlins yesterday and then we watched et i was uh-huh. like that was really a christmas movie yeah Gremlins is a christmas but movie. they like um gizmo and they wanted to watch he's so scary. cute so i was like we can watch gremlins because gremlins is scared
0: et did you hear about how the cast had like a reunion
1: yes i did see yeah, I saw little snippets. Of Did that you one. see the
0: clip of the Drew Barrymore story? So Daniel just literally, literally minutes ago just told me this. Now she She's, thought he was real. Yes, and then Steven that is Smith. the cutest thing. I just got goosebumps, and the and the, everyone like fed into it. She thought yeah, so, so. Drew Drew Barrymore was like five when she made that movie, and she thought E. T. was real, and she would go over and talk to him on the breaks. And Steven Spielberg
1: always made sure two guys were manning him to make him so, respond to her,
0: so he seemed alive. Oh my me. god, it's the cutest thing I've ever. So, th- did you hear the mom? I can't remember her name. What's the mom's name of that? Yes. She says she said, "Yeah, you you one night it was cold when we were filming, and you got him a scarf." Oh my god, that is so cute. It she was really worried cute. about him being cold. Well, if you think about it, why wouldn't she think he was real? She's five. Yeah, right. she's a baby in that. Yeah, she has a, she is so cute in that.
1: I know. I got my kids now always saying alligators in the sewers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Daniel was saying that probably affected her acting. Because I mean if she thinks he's real, she's gonna she's fine. She's gonna interact she's differently acting. with him. Yeah, yeah. probably yeah. fucking playing with them. Yeah.
1: I just love that when she's running when she's after Ellie comes home and he's you know, had the drunk episode at school and E.T. was drunk at home, and then he that's when he comes home and it's the thing and Gertie has him dressed up like the girl and he's talking now and
0: she's like, I
1: taught him that.
0: She's so cute. I taught him that. She's so cute in it. She is so cute. Oh, I forgot to tell you this weird story. We watched 1922. Did you read that? That's that's a novella by Stephen King.
1: I didn't watch that. That's the one on on Netflix, isn't it? Yes. And I don't know if I read that.
0: So it's not, it was a little slow. It's a good, it's, it's more like the, the after, right? Yeah, it's a farm and it's 1922. And it's, it's kind of like the after, like, it's sort of almost like telltale heart, but lengthened out like a year. Like it's like the effects of murder essentially. Like, but the weirdest thing about that I want to tell you is that, so Daniel is into, he's on this kick for the past couple of years where he reads the Stephen King book or story, and then he likes to watch them. And then he listens to the Kingcast, which is the podcast that covers, usually covers both the, you know, like the the book and the movie version of something. So the man who is the star of that movie, Thomas Jane, yes. So Thomas Jane was a guest on the Kingcast. This was like back in 2020. So Daniel's like, the weirdest thing happened. There's an ep- the episode that's dedic that interviews Thomas Jane on the Kingcast because he he didn't listen to it at the time. like he's listening to old episodes because he we just watched it. And Thomas Jane at the time is dating Anne Hayes
1: Anne Hay right. That's and they're right.
0: living together at this so they interview Thomas Jane on the Kingcast and Anne he- it's A- Anne Hayes's like home at the time. And Daniel's like, apparently, the KingCast got all these like DMs and emails like, is Anne Heche okay? And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, well, I guess you can hear her in the background. So I could not resist. So my friend at work, Pat and I, I pulled up the episode of the KingCast and I rolled my chair over to her desk and I played that. I, I like I was fast forwarding through it. I didn't listen to the whole thing. It starts out, you can hear Anne Heche on it. Like giving him like, he smokes a pipe. He's kind of like an RC fartsy. And he smokes a pipe so she hands him like a lighter and you can hear her like talking to him and then she leaves. He didn't realize they were recording it. So then I'm fat. I'm doing the 30 seconds forward because I don't want to hear the whole thing, right? And it gets to like 11 to 12 minutes before the end and you can hear Anne Heche blood-curdling scream in the background. Daniel said she was like yelling and to- apparently Thomas Jane said she was on the phone. I would not have guessed that. It sounds like screaming. Like, sque- like being murdered, screaming. And uh, Pat pa and I are looking at each other, like, what the fuck is going on? This is so weird. And no wonder people were sending DMs and email. Like, she sounds like she's being axe murdered in the background and of the show.
1: Podcasts? I, didn't, like, edit I guess they couldn't
0: edit it because he was like, and it was in the middle of him talking, like talking, giving, you know, speaking about his role or whatever. It's so, this poor woman, what demons were it? Like, she had such mental no. health issues. Yes. Yeah, I mean, does.
1: She was just a, a mess.
0: Why was she screaming? Like, this isn't, it was, this and it he's sounds looking with so her, weird. Not,
1: like, getting up to see if she's okay. Like, he's probably like, this is just Wednesday.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, <laughs> she's, I think she's on the phone arguing with someone or she's yelling at like a contractor or something. Well, like, first of all, that's problematic. Maybe you don't yell at contractors, but like, also, like, what? She, it sounds like a blood-curdling scream. It's so strange. Oh, I'm going to listen to it now. I
1: tried listening to that podcast, I didn't get into it.
0: Yeah. Um, Daniel was like, he's like, they're not great at, at podcasting per se. They're, they have, they're good writers and they're good. They obviously know a lot of people, so they get good guests. I mean, they had King on there for Christ's sake, but like, um, yeah. So it's not, it's not for everybody. Like, I know it's, I know he, I know you love King, but you, but I
1: didn't, I didn't read that, um, story, but I, I I bet it's,
0: I bet the book is better or then it's a novella, I think, but yeah, but it's crazy.
1: Text me the Korean zombie book.
0: Yeah, I will. I think you like that one. Okay. We'll have a good Halloween. I'll try to post this tomorrow night. All right. See you. Okay, bye.